Hello everyone, it's Lou Rosenfeld and welcome to the latest installment of the Rosenfeld Review. Uh, it is St. Patrick's Day, March 17, 2016, and I am talking today with Ted Booth. Hi, Ted. Hey, Lou. It's great to have you on the show. Uh, you folks who don't know Ted, he's a senior design director at Honeywell Connected Home uh, and uh, doing some stuff that kind of makes my head swim to, to hear it. Ted, do you want to give a run through what you're up to there at Honeywell? Um, sure. Yeah. I, uh, so I lead design for all of the residential products that, um, that we make at Honeywell that are uh, going into homes in North America. So these are largely thermostats, security systems, but even things that go into boilers and furnaces, a sort of uh, more uh, utility room controls. And I look across hardware, embedded UI, cloud, app, uh, mobile apps. We have multiple um, and kind of look at the, essentially the end-to-end -end user experience across all of those products and work with, um, you know, a wide, wide teams across Honeywell to make sure we create great stuff that people are excited to buy that, you know, at the end of the day is a real pleasure to use and works really well for you over time. So it's, uh, it's a lot of stuff, but it's a lot of fun. It, it, it is a lot of stuff. So the, the, one of the things that makes my head swim is just trying to envision uh, your role in terms of corralling or, or cat herding uh -huh. not only you know <laughs> everyone involved on the the consumer end and the end end experience which is not just i mean like users are not just monolithic group of people <laughs> that are using the product in the same way at the same time in the same place uh and but you know then there's people who are involved in the process that um, may not be end users but are probably people that you need to design for and then there's not to mention all the internal stakeholders both on your team and other parts of Honeywell and maybe outside of other organizations that you guys do business with as well up and down the supply chain. Yeah there's it's um, you know the if you just take thermostats, which you know most if anyone knows Honeywell, they'll know them for thermostats most likely. Um, you even just thinking about the different kinds of people that we design for there is obviously there's homeowners, and we think of uh, whole families in the home. So you have all sorts of ages and types of homes you know around the country, around the world. So it's not just a single user, it's groups of users, particularly for connected products where everyone is accessing and using the same system from multiple phones and multiple apps. Um, so there's just a whole kind of dynamic within the household that we think about, you have to sort of consider. Um, and then, of course, there's the most of thermostats are actually installed by professional contractors. So, a, you know, plumbers, boilers, uh, H or HVAC uh, contractors, so there's a whole kind of range of users within those kinds of organizations, from you know the technicians on the ground to the people that manage them and job dispatching and all the kind of dynamic on a on more of a, sur a, a installation and service technician kind of basis. You even get into things like residential new construction, where it's about there's sort of different types of installers, if you will. Um, so across all of that, and those are just kind of like two big groups of end users, if you will. And then I imagine you're also under pressure to make fewer products that work for more of those uh, groups of users. So, for example, um, are, are you uh, trying to make the same products work in, let's say, 
residential facilities like uh, dormitories or healthcare centers, uh, hospitals. So you, you have like a different set of users there probably that you're trying to serve the same product. Absolutely. And actually, I mean, in the world of Honeywell, that's a whole nother business, right? In a lot of ways. And I have colleagues of mine um, who have a similar sort of role as mine, but in those larger scale commercial applications, which, um, so if, if you think of the universe of uh, buildings and, and, you know, thermostats or comfort control, or essentially it's about being from a user experience perspective, it's a, ultimately about being comfortable, right? Um, there's a wide range of, of types of buildings in which we try to feel comfortable from our homes, which is what I focus on, to then offices or hotels or airports or public facilities, um, large, large and small across the gamut. Um, you know, it's, that's kind of was one of the fun things about being at Honeywell is the um, we're, you know, we're almost everywhere. Um, and so any built uh, building we're, we're thinking about or we have systems in them, right, from the largest building in the world to, you know, the, your neighbor's house around the corner. It's amazing. So something as seemingly unassuming and, and almost innocent as the thermostat mm-hmm. uh, has this incredible array of different users in different places yeah. at different points in the process, both involved in everything Absolutely. from yeah. evaluation and purchasing to using to experiencing. Inst- yep, installing, servicing, monitoring, controlling, um, yep, from a single point to, th- you know, thousands of them in any one go. You know, so here, here's our lead-in, uh, because uh-huh. I want to also say yeah. that uh, Ted is uh, one of the leaders of uh, one of the four themes uh, that we're covering at Enterprise UX uh, 2016, which is in San Antonio, June 8th through 10th. Uh, there is a, a theme, or that theme is called How to Succeed When Everyone is Your User. And uh, in an enterprise setting, um, but also in consumer settings, we're, we're seeing this challenge. Uh, uh, you know, you're designing, let's say, a system for uh, customer associates to use, and they're ultimately serving someone else with that system who's outside the organization, mainly uh, customers. So uh, that's a really simple example. Uh, the kind of stuff that Ted is doing is, is, is incredibly complex. Um, uh, we feel that this is an important area to tackle. And um, we've got three interesting people that have good things to say about it. Uh, the, the three people on, in this theme, it's like a mini conference, if you will, that we'll have at Enterprise UX, are uh, Samantha Ladner uh, at Amazon, who uh, wrote the book, uh, practical ethnography. Uh, Frederick Matheson, uh, who's experienced lead, lead at BEKK. Uh, Russ Unger, multi, many time author. Um, I, I've lost track of all the books. He's actually going to be doing one with Chris Abore for us on um, design leadership, and he's now at 18F. So, very different um, settings that they work in government and consulting, and, and uh, uh, Amazon is in everything, of course. Uh, and very different perspectives and involvement in different aspects of design. How are you seeing their ideas come together and um, are they complementing each other? Do you see any kind of patterns across them that may point to some singular truths or are they all over the place? Yeah, no, it's uh, we've had a, a several great conversations, uh, you know, the, all four of us together leading up, uh, getting ready to be in San Antonio. We're super excited to be there. 
Um, you know, and, and just as we've been getting to know each other and talking about this idea of, you know, what, how do you design when everybody is your user? It's, we've got three great perspectives coming in. Um, and there definitely are some, some, uh, common themes that are starting to emerge. I mean, it's, it's interesting. So just to sort of talk a little about, about each of them, like Russ brings a really interesting perspective because he works for the federal government. So literally everybody in the country is his user. Right, all three hundred some odd million of us, um, and the uh, not just you know, so the the scale and scope of what that means in in his environment is um, I think about as big as it's going to get unless we go international. Um, and then uh, you know, Sam, it's interesting. She uh, at Am- at Amazon, um, she's doing some new stuff. But before that, at Microsoft, she was really focused on some of these kind of you know traditional like enterprise tools. And and she's been focused on this idea of you know when when you're traditionally when you do those enterprise kind of tools, intranets or you know ERP or what have you, it's you're very much driven kind of. Somewhat from a, it's a the product is designed for management and then given to the employees to use. And she's been working with this idea of inverting that and how can you adopt models that are popular in consumer space from say like a a Facebook or Twitter and Instagram or any of those kinds of tools where people by using them create the content and then out of that comes value for a larger organization. How can you take that same model into an enterprise tool? category and say well let's build tools that are great and help people in the job in their jobs you know do really well and out of that will come great insight and value for management as opposed to thinking about it from management top down um which is i think an interesting she's got a lot of really interesting concept there and then frederick is interesting because he's um he's coming he's in norway so in, in oslo and has been working in more in consulting um, but also with very large-scale and small-scale organizations looking at what are the tools that they can build and use and how do those help their organization but also help you know, improve, say, driver's licenses or, or license plates uh, in you know, how consumers get that in Norway. So what's been interesting, you know, I think we've got great, three great people, and um, some of the common themes that are really starting to come out are this, uh, is this idea of we, we're, we're kind of thinking about it now as like a power dynamic, sort of this, who are the, you, when you build these kinds of systems where multiple people are using them and, and there's essentially maybe a value exchange or a transaction happening between those people on those, what's the, what's the, ta- what's the differential between the different users, types of users, customers or managers, um, and even the designers of those systems within that system, right? So to take an example from... My world, a contractor will come and install a thermostat in your home and then will be able to remotely monitor and manage that for you and provide, help you maintain the efficiency and performance of your system and you know, ideally avoid breakdowns and costly repairs later. But now you've got this relationship and what is the nature of that relationship and how do you sort of design the system to sort of be, I guess, be fair, be ethical at a certain level, right, fundamentally, but also to help, in this case, a contractor deliver a really good service and for the, con- the consumer or homeowner to actually know about it. So you really get into those kind of dynamics in some of these systems um, where there are so many different users. I think that's a really big, interesting theme, um, sort of the idea of empathy in there and there's some other things that I think we're, we're digging into and, and we'll uh, get into when we're all together in San Antonio. It's hard to say that there's a, a, any specific truths here other than um, 
what we already know and try to do, you pointed at empathy as an example, those things have to scale in ways that we never anticipated before. Do you think that's a fair statement? Yeah, I mean, it's part of it is just a scale thing. They have to scale. Um, I think it's, um, well, there's this, this sort of second idea that we've been kicking around. We call it the aperture of empathy. Like, we all kind of want to be empathetic at a certain level, but how far do you go and how big can you, how, how much can you open that and how much do you, you sort of close it down and make it more, you know, transactional or, you know, specific to a, a particular purpose, be it like your HVAC equipment or be it going to buy stamps, right, or send a letter. It's definitely, the scale brings whole new dimensions where some of our sort of traditional toolkit as UX designers around, oh yeah, empathy and research and understanding, you know, at a certain level, you, you have to calibrate how far you go with some of that, I guess is, is maybe the interesting sort of dynamic that's happening. One thing that we're finding, and it's not just with this theme, but other aspects of the conference is that um, it shifts a lot of what we do as, as designers and, and researchers into taking what we know and, and essentially making it into platforms. So, you know, a lot of focus on design systems and uh, pattern libraries and, and ways of, of helping other people essentially uh, uh, start incorporating some of the basic principles of good design into what they do, even if they're not part of the tribe. So, you know, that's one way we can do it. I, you know, but in this particular case with your theme of dealing with multiple segments or groups of users, up and down the chain, it feels like you kind of get cornered into having to prioritize segments. Like so, you ultimately kind of have to decide uh, how to allocate your resources. You can't scale to do fantastic stuff maybe for every segment. Is is that a something that there's a a, a common approach to in terms of prioritization, or is it just uh, you know the loudest? Uh, you know, product manager in the room wins or something right. else. Right. Yeah. Well, it it is. I mean, at a certain yeah, at this kind of scale, I don't. I mean, triage is not. I don't think any of us really want to take a triage mentality to it and 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 say like, well, we're gonna you know bank a bad thing here in order to enable a good thing there. I mean, none of us. Um, I think would would feel good about ourselves at the end of the day if we approach the design that way but you do you have to take um there's a certain kind of calibration i guess is maybe a way to think about it or you know how we've been thinking about it on the getting ready for the panel is like what are you have to be cognizant of what the different levels inside an organization are interested in right so from an internal perspective and the organization creating these things you know what are the you know what is what is the what are the executive management trying to get out of this right and some of this is just understanding right you know, who your stakeholders are and handling what are the you know business inputs or technology considerations or or uh, support our ability to support an organization we deliver on these things um, you have to you know how to, and you have to understand those things but you also know have to know how do you engage those different groups what are what are their values right and then how do you how are, how are their goals being addressed in the design, right? At the end of the day, it all delivers to, there, there are these end users, and you do need to focus on them, and there's a certain amount of scale that you just have to start to handle in terms of the team, right, and how you approach it. And there's some of that can be directly handled by the, the design team, the UX team themselves directly, but some of them, frankly, have to be handled by the entire 
you know, organization delivering this. So that's where it gets to being, you know, how do you start to create tools, um, create frameworks, uh, principles, mindsets, uh, ways of making sure the entire team is organized, is organized around, um, you know, delivering on a, on a, and as one way we talk about it in Honeywell as an, as an experience outcome. So, you know, let's say you're then, you know, trying to figure out if you should be investing uh, design cycles into an audience of, let's say, 10,000 installers versus, you know, half a million purchasers. This seems to be a, dis- a decision that you can't really make alone as a designer, and it actually puts pressure on leadership, right? I mean, it's ultimately, you kind of have to push this back, I would think, to your leadership and kind of help them make the decision. But uh, I don't know if you can as a, a yeah. designer. Well, it's, it's interesting. I mean, some of it, you know, that's an interesting example. That's very, that's very much like my day-to-day is at a certain level, if you take a strict business perspective on this, you say, well, where does the revenue come from, right? And... In the case of thermostats, for example, most of them are actually installed by professionals or by trade folks, right? Um, not by consumers. It's sort of a newer thing that people are doing these by consumers. So at one level, you're, the answer to that question you posed of do you focus on the 10,000 installers or the million-plus consumers? Well, right now for the business, the revenue comes from those 10,000, so we have to make sure that it works really well for them, right? And but we also know there are trends in the market, and do-it-yourself is a trend, and it's increasing at a certain rate, and we need to make sure that that's a great experience right? as well. And we need to help, in that context of that change, help the contractors start to evolve with it. And so you start to get into how do you calculate, you know, in terms of the design of that contractor experience, I guess it works really well for them, it's fast, it's efficient all of that stuff, but we're also introducing some new things that help them evolve and maybe connect better with the sort of early adopter crowd in that contractor population. Well, that's really exciting because now what you're doing is you're introducing the element of time into Mm -hmm. understanding not just looking at this particular moment in time, but starting to project out where um, uh, different segments might uh, be going in terms of their own evolution and how they relate to a product. Exactly. And that's why then it's about really becomes a, a business strategy and ultimately a design strategy conversation for us, right, in terms of, well, you know, where do we take, where are we driving all of this for? How, you know, where's the, where do we think the market is going and how do we want to play there and how do we want to drive it and how do we want to try to push the market in a particular direction that's, you know, more favorable for us, for example. Do you find that um, ad budgets or something of a good indicator <laughs> of um, how to allocate resources across segments? Maybe. You know, it's funny. And, uh, at Honeywell, we actually don't do a lot of consumer advertising. You won't see us on television and stuff like that. But I think there's – it's a certain measure. Yeah, maybe. I, that, I think that will be an interesting question for Sam. Uh, Amazon do a lot more of that. Um, it might be. It might be more of a symptom, right, in some ways. It might be more of an indicator of – I would say in some ways the budget is probably less so than what the content of the advertising is in some ways now that I think about it. I wish we had more time because I, I you know, one other thing that might be something you're addressing with the mm-hmm. uh, three theme, the folks on your theme is just sense making here. Um, and do you end up 
having to do things like draw very interesting maps or other yeah. documents that help un help us wrap our little minds around this huge, huge, complex <laughs> picture that you, you have to understand uh, collectively in order to really operate it. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, one of the things I, I'm glad you said sense making and sort of there is this, particularly in the 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 work that uh, me, me and, and Russ and Sam and Frederick are involved in is there is this sort of sense of purpose. Um, like we're dealing with very fundamental stuff. So Russ is, you know, Russ is dealing with the post office, right? The postal service, right? It's sort of one of these things that's a fabric of society for so long. And how does that change and evolve, right? And same for Frederick and, and uh, you know, or I'm dealing with things like comfort and security, in the home we're dealing with these sort of at a certain level become this i find it very helpful is you have to bring it can be all very complex and very you know very sort of meta but at the end of the day what we're doing is we're you have to bring it down to that true human experience which you know in my case it's about being comfortable at home like are you cold or are you hot at a certain level right and are you are you do you feel a sense of comfort which is more than just you know physical temperature for example and it, you got to bring it down to that's what we're trying to actually deliver on. And we have to do it through all of these new different mechanisms, right, which get a little complicated. And, and there definitely are some, you know, fancy charts and graphs that we make to sort of illustrate that complication. But, um, you know, you can't, don't get lost in, in staring at that, uh, that complication. Well, you gotta... I, I hope you'll show off some of those at the <laughs> conference. But, uh, uh, you know, I, this is just... Really, like you know, my my head is swimming. This is really exciting stuff. Cool. Uh, yeah, I'm looking, looking forward, forward to it. It's going to be great. Again, the theme, uh, which is a mini uh, conference inside a bigger one, is uh, how to succeed when everyone is your user. Uh, Ted will be uh, working with Sam Ladner, Frederick Matheson, and, and Russ Unger. They're all going to be at Enterprise UX 2016 in San Antonio, June 8th through 10th. I hope you will be there as well uh, to learn more. And Ted, um, it's just been a great pleasure talking with you today. Thanks for joining us. Likewise, Lou. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm.